Hello and welcome back to The Brunch Files, where we serve up bottomless brunch-worthy topics about life in your 30s. We're your hosts, Tegan and Rachel, and on the menu today, we have our second Q&A episode. So we did one of these when we launched the podcast back mm. in September. It feels like a long time ago now, uh, but we thought it was about due time to do a second one. So thank you to everyone that sent in questions. We have a whole bunch of questions from like about all kinds of things. So let's jump in. Mm. Question number one, what are you grateful for today, Tegan? What am I grateful for today? I would say probably the wonderful, warm and sunny Mm. day that we are experiencing today. I feel like being in Melbourne this summer, it's not really been much of a summer, so much for El Nino. Um, So yeah, I guess the sunshine. What about you? I did my first park run today Woo-hoo! and I survived. So I'm grateful for that. Um, Tegan's husband, Sean, set my pace, like, I don't know, a minute and a half quicker than I ever would run. And also I haven't been running. So I did my 5Ks nonstop um, at a faster time than I normally would. So I'm just, I'm feeling grateful for a body that works. It allows me to do that. Like how good. So the next question that we had was, what are your big goals for the podcast this year? We haven't really talked about this in Ooh, detail. It's a good one. I think like remaining consistent. So like we want to put out um, our weekly episode. Probably mm-hmm. We'll probably have a few extra little bonus episodes. Um, there's some things that we've got in the works um, probably for like a few extra episodes thrown in. And I guess just grow the reach, grow the engagement. We love like when people engage on Instagram or send us um, feedback or emails or we just love that. And so the more of that, the better. Yeah. And I guess, yeah, we kind of said when we started this, we're like, let's do one episode a week for about a year, Mm. see how we go. It's a bit of a slow burn, I guess, building these sorts of platforms. But yeah, I guess that consistency piece is really great. And I guess just feeling a bit more confident in ourselves and putting ourselves out there. I think we're getting better. I feel like we're getting much more into the swing of things, but We need to like, um, our issue is we have like multiple coffees before we record and then oh. we're like now we feel anxious we should just like set a peppermint tea rule for the podcast yeah no caffeine <laughs> before recording <laughs> oh here's a good one what would your death row meal be oh my death row meal well as a celiac I feel like it would have to be something like glutinous because it wouldn't matter at that point <laughs> yes. I feel like it would have to be there have to be like an almond croissant in the mix oh, I goodness, feel yes. something super thing but I'm just trying to think maybe like you need a main yeah I know <laughs> Oh, but I like, I feel like I do all be sweets because I just I have such like a sweet cake and an Yeah, but you can have that when you're like, I don't know, hmm, maybe like like a really good lasagna mm. or like a croquet monsieur, like, you know, the really like buttery cheese, something like buttery layered in, and, and like good bread and just, yeah. <laughs> just like a French meal maybe. Yeah, like. maybe. I would, I'd just be spaghetti bolognese, I reckon, probably mm. with garlic bread and Caesar salad. Parmesan. Oh, yeah. A lot of cheese. Parmesan and like cheddar, I reckon. Just like load up my cheese. Oh. And then probably like cho- like cake, like a dessert. I mm. love cake. Chocolate cake or something. Yeah. I like that one. Next question is around, do you believe in star signs and what are yours? <laughs> I don't. You I don't? I it. <laughs> <laughs> but having said that, I love, I've got friends that love it and mm. sometimes they'll send me stuff and I enjoy reading it. But I think it's a little bit like if you read any of the horoscopes and were thinking that it that it applied to you, it would apply. It would so apply, like, yeah. I'm a Leo. I'm a fire sign, I think. Um, yeah, I think so. And I actually resonate with a lot of the stuff. But I reckon if I read Sagittarius or Scorpio for the month to be like, oh, this is what's in store for mm. you, I'd be like, yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> See, I don't believe in horoscopes, but I don't think astrology as like a science is total BS. No, I agree there, yeah. Because I feel like, I don't know, I feel like if the moon can control the tides, uh-huh. like – as like organic beings, like we're made up yep. of the stuff that the earth is made up with. Like it, it kind of stands to reason in my mind that they could have an, Im- it would impact yes. us. And people um, like 
things crazy things happen around full moons. I think there's more like you know people yeah. going to emergency, more traffic accidents. Like things happen. Yeah, I, I do think, and sometimes like I'll be feeling really off, and my one friend that's really mm. into it, she's like, "Oh well, this is happening with the stars, so that that makes sense." I'm like, "Yeah, well, but also maybe." <laughs> yeah, I feel like because I'm a Gemini, and I feel like I'm kind of a Gemini to a T. But I remember I went into like a real bent of it, maybe like five or six years ago, and did all the research and like got on like I think Cafe Astrology is the website and did my full like birth chart and it told like my sun sign my rising sign my moon sign and like where all the planets were at the time of my birth and just reading some of that stuff I was like wow this is like very to a T of like sort of some of those inner things but again it might be a case that you know you read whatever and you can kind of apply because you're looking for that I don't know so there might be a bit of um what is it like bias yeah I think that happens a lot but I I agree like there may be this stuff to like the the sun and the moon and stars and everything (laughs) (laughs) oh here's one who can hold their breath the longest it's definitely not gonna be me i'm terrible i don't know i feel like i used to be really good at that because we had a pool growing up and i feel like we'd always do like multiple laps and so you could do the most laps and i could always do a decent amount but i feel like these days not be i'd be no good i'd struggle to like get to the other side i'm like and i have like a fear of being underwater and drowning so i'm just like Mm. gasp for air and come to the surface so yeah (laughs) (laughs) um thoughts on sharing finances slash not sharing finances in an adult relationship? Oh, this one's good because I have recently discovered um, some friends of friends, a few different people and stories of people that are like living together or engaged or in these like mature adult long-term relationships that are still like have fully separate finances, but not, and, that, and that's fine. Maybe you want to keep your money separate, but they split everything 50-50. I know I've heard of one that they literally use Splitwise, the app, as a couple mm. to split their finances. And I know that one of them earns significantly more than the other, yet they're still it's like still expected to contribute that 50% of rent and groceries. And I'm like, if you're yeah. worrying about splitting your groceries, like you owe me $20 or you owe me half the price yeah. of that avocado, like my goodness, I, I that blew my mind. I was like, shouldn't it be like you kind of, it's your money at that point, like the, or even have a joint account for groceries and it's you contribute mm. and it's just like, what's yours is mine a little bit. Like surely that just is a recipe for conflict around money in a relationship. Yeah. I, I yeah, I, I tend to agree. I think for me, we have joint finances. I've said that on the podcast before. Mm. And that was something that for me, like we have each have access to all of the money. Um, but I, I do think having it joint, like for us, that works. I could see how potentially if in the back, in your background or finance has been a, a source of stress, maybe growing up and things. And I, I think it's important like to acknowledge that like financial abuse can happen in relationships. So I think yes. everyone having access to their own money yep. is important but yeah, I feel like if you're splitting it down to like dollars and cents, mm. I don't know. For me, I'm like, no. And I think especially if one of you earns significantly more than the other, you need to put some adjustment in for that because mm-hmm. I feel like then it's not fair for the partner that earns less to have to contribute this same amount. Like I just, I don't know. Yeah. And I, I think it goes back to the idea as well that there's more ways to contribute to a relationship than finances. Totally. And so, yeah, I don't know. To me, that doesn't sit right with me, so but petty, I guess like, teach yeah. their own. Yeah, that's true. No judgment, but like. I don't know, just <laughs> I'll stop there. Um, have you ever had a sex injury? If so, what was it slash what was the worst? How many sex injuries have you had? My parents listen to this. Um, <laughs> so do mine. Sorry, mum. Uh, no, but I'm not very adventurous. <laughs> <laughs> the other day we were um, having sex and... <laughs> 
And I think Andrew's eye went into my shoulder. I don't know how it happened, but he's like had laser eye surgery recently and he just got this like really, really intense pain. And anyway, we had to stop and he was not okay and it was all a bit of a disaster. Another time, I think Andrew's knee went into my nose and I got a blood nose and I thought that I How broke. does that even happen? I have no idea. Maybe <laughs> we weren't even having sex. Anyway, oh, it was like God. I got a blood nose and I was like, I thought I'd broken my nose and it was like this disaster. Otherwise, just like carpet burn and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> you are way more adventurous than us. Gosh. Or just braver. <laughs> um, next question. How are you going with your New Year's resolutions slash intentions? Because we did a whole New Year's resolutions episode mm. in December. Well, I did my park run. I've been doing cardio consistently. I've been doing a run every single week. Last week I did two or well, three now because I did park run. So that's one thing that I wanted to implement that I have. What about there you? you? Go. Um, well, mine was to read more, which I've already oh, read. Like How many books? Well, in January, I read five, and so far in February, so I've only read half a book. So, it's, what are we? We're the third of Feb, Tegan. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, maybe I'm, in my, I'm on my fifth book, I think. I'm on my fifth book. Um, I haven't really been able to read much this last week. I've had a bit going on. But um, yeah, so I feel like that is going well, but I feel like I'm at, I'm at risk of it falling like down like to the wayside if I don't like get back onto Keep it this week. It. Yeah. yeah. And we had our first book club, so just quick shout out to the book club um, people that have that have joined so far we love you it was the best like we had our meeting last week two weeks ago yeah so much fun um our book for february is yellow face so jump on and you can join us via zoom or join us in person for our next book club meet but that's really helping drive my reading because i was mm. like i had a deadline i had to get the book done that was quite effective yeah another little fun one if you're an animal what would you be bird 100 percent. i've bird always wanted, wanted to fly, fly. Mm. Yeah. just to be able to take off and fly would be yeah. incredible i think i probably agree Maybe once upon a time I would have said the do- a dolphin, but that ocean kind of freaks me out. Like oh, the deep the ocean thought. kind yeah. of freaks me out. But like being a dolphin and just like surfing and jumping. Yeah, out, I that'd think be being a fish cool. could be fun, but I'm also scared of being underwater. So yeah. agree. But I if I was a bird, I'd want to be like a hawk or something. <clears throat> to, to like float, like maybe like a wedge. Yeah, or just something that's like not as much of a target. Something that's a predator rather than... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and not an emu. Like I want to be one that can fly. Yeah, yeah, one that can fly. <laughs> what are your respective views on children versus being child free? Oh, this is a bit of a spicy one. Um, well, personally for me, I want children. And I do not. But to hear our reasons on that, you'll have to tune into next week's episode because we've actually recorded a whole episode on mm-hmm. that very topic. So stay really tuned. Bear all on that. So that's something to um Typic, uh, tips for dealing with imposter syndrome. Oof. Well, we also have an episode on that, so yeah. I'd listen to that. It's actually one of our – I think it's like our second, second episode, but I think it's also one of our top most listened to yep. episodes. There's some good tips in there, but I guess the biggest thing for me, I think, is just – I think when you recognise and you're experiencing uh, imposter syndrome and mm-hmm. you can sort of name it yep. is really helpful because half the time it's just your mind sort of manifesting that and putting that on you. It's not actually a reflection of your skills. And I think just reminding yourself that – whatever situation that's appearing for you, that you are there for a reason mm-hmm. and that you, you're, you know, um, able and capable and deserve to be there. Yeah, I echo all of that. And just the other thing that I try and remind myself of frequently is don't believe everything you think. Mm. And like pull yourself up on those those negative um, thoughts and those self-doubts. Yeah, thoughts like and you, feelings are yeah. facts. Yeah, definitely. Um, what do you find to be the strongest themes between millennial colleagues and younger generations? Oh, do you think like biggest differences or, and biggest similarities? Maybe both. What do you think of in biggest differences? Work ethic. 
<laughs> I, I see that a little bit. It, but I think it's more around caring. Like I think we're too. We, I we're think millennials care too much. Yeah, yeah. and and maybe yeah. the next generation doesn't a bit care more relaxed sometimes, sometimes. A bit more relaxed, but maybe yeah. we can learn from that. Yeah, I think so. But I think there's probably plenty of like we're we're on the edge of millennial, mm. so I think we have that kind of overlap of the next generation as well. So I mm. think I find, you know, there's a lot to relate on as well. Um, I think we're trying to make us. I think we're pretty firmly millennials. Okay, I'm trying. (laughs) (laughs) I I think we're smack bang, sort of like uh, quite a few years away from the Gen X, uh, Gen Z cutoff. Wasn't it like 94 or something? No, I think it's like 97, 98. All right. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry to burst your bubble there, Rach. Um, Yeah, I guess other than like Gen Z's wear Crocs. Um, Oh. Yeah, you know what? Things like like, and they're trying to like tube bring, socks? bring back the like mm. mid riff and the low rise jeans. Oh, and low rise jeans. No, no, we're not I'm not about that. that. And thin brows. Sorry, we're not going to agree on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think yeah, I guess that general sense of like care. I think the I. But I also think they're much better at uh, owning up to things. Like I think millennials kind of go along and hide their anxious thoughts and feelings <laughs> and try to people please. Whereas yep. I feel like Gen Zs and younger generations are a bit better at like being open about those feelings and and yeah don't bottle it up mm. as much as well which I think we could definitely learn from yeah um, but I think they also share a lot of the same sort of tendencies around you know caring what other people think and that sort of thing but I think they're just better at fighting it perhaps yeah yeah that's true mm. what else have we got um, if you could have any animal as a pet what would you have danger is not a factor mm. I love this question probably a dolphin <laughs> you mean a dolphin <laughs> In the bathtub? <laughs> not in the bathtub. No, I'd have to have like an ocean in my backyard or something. But maybe <laughs> just, yeah, like I'm not going to put it in captivity. But maybe <gasps> if you live like, at the beach. Yeah. And it was like a pet kind of. Mm. It could like, like tow you like, out cat- to sea. Yeah. You know, and you could pat it and I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. For me, I've always had like an obsession with big cats, like lions and tigers. But you don't like cats. No, not, but I like the big ones. Oh, okay. <laughs> we did get a question, why do you hate cats? I'm not even going to go there. Listen to the last episode if you want to hear about my dislike of cats. I don't think I need to offend any more cat lovers. Um, yeah, big cats, lion, tiger. Um, also bears, love bears, polar bears. Mm. Like I just have always loved those big animals. And I just love, I just love to like cuddle a lion, you know. <laughs> Don't say I feel that. (laughs) What else have we got? Uh, Thoughts on salary over workplace culture or vice versa? Mm, That's a good one. Uh, Again, we talk about that in our toxic workplace episode and I make the point that um, sometimes it's okay to take a pay cut Mm. for other perks such as really positive workplace Mm. uh, culture and work-life balance. Maybe Mm -hmm. you want a bit more flexibility. Maybe you don't want um, a role that's as intense and you're okay to take a bit of a, a pay cut money is not everything mm-hmm. and you can get trapped chasing that next pay rise staying in this job you hate because you want that extra dollar mm-hmm. versus you know it's actually your life here mm. and happiness and balance can be a lot are, are more important I would yeah. say in saying that though you can't pay the bills with a good workplace culture cannot, no. so I think it depends on like how like if you're being significantly underpaid but there, and you know you could get way more somewhere else and the only mm. reason you're staying is because of a good culture, then I don't it's think It's not a reason to stay. No, and I think it's also a, a, often a way that workplaces gaslight you yes. into saying, but you've got such great benefits and we have such oh. good culture and you won't get this somewhere else. And yep. it's like, well, that's great, but I have food to put on the – I need to put food on the table and a roof over my head and I can't yep. – like if I'm getting paid 20%, 30% less and I could get somewhere else, like I don't oh, know. I really feel like good a point. good culture is – okay for like a moderately reduced pay like if you, you're talking 
sort of five to 10% less. I, I don't know, sometimes moving is going to give you that benefit because really you're not going to notice a significant increase in your take-home pay yeah. for the mental load that that might impart. But yeah. Yeah, that's true. I like that. Mm. Um, something we might not know about you both. Have you got anything off the top of your head? Have I said that I was homeschooled yet? Sometimes that I shocks people. I think you people. have said that a couple of times. <laughs> oh, I don't know. If we ever want to delve into that one, people often have questions. So, I don't know. That's kind of yeah. a fun one. I played fo- I played um, footy on the MCG at halftime when I was young. I used oh, to do Auskick. Oh, the Auskick. I don't know if that's a fun fact. There you go. <laughs> what about you? Um, well, I used to be a competitive cheerleader. Yes, that's a And good represented one. Australia in 2014 at the Cheerleading World Championships. Yes. So that's sometimes a fun, <laughs> fun fact. And I think the other thing that people might not know about me is that I have a brother with a severe disability. Mm. So that's something that we might talk about at a later time yeah, as one. well. Yeah. Yeah. Biggest challenges with adult friendships? Oh, gosh. Well, again, <laughs> shameless plug for our first episode, which is all around <laughs> making and maintaining friends as an adult. I think the biggest challenge is really around, like, especially at this point in our lives, like, I think you can really end up on divergent paths mm-hmm. from your friends and people that you were once really, really close with. And there's so many things happening in our day-to-day lives that impact our experiences and the way we are sort of, yeah, I think relating to our friends at different points in time. And I think that can be really challenging to navigate. Mm-hmm. I also find conflict really hard oh, to navigate. And I know one thing we did say in that episode around is is around, sorry, that made no sense, <laughs> is around giving our friends like the courtesy to let them know when something, and I think speaking up and saying like, hey, I'm struggling with this or mm-hmm. not can be really challenging. But yeah, I think the biggest thing is just, yeah, being like our lives taking us all in such different directions and trying to stay on top of friendships and remember things and still manage everything that's going on in our own lives and yeah, relating to people who might be on very different paths to you can be really challenging. Yeah, and I, I sort of feel like um, as I've gotten older, I've come to really, really appreciate what I call low-maintenance friendships and that's, mm. you know, it's okay to take a rain check, it's okay, um, you know, just to be your complete self and mm. it's okay to pull out last minute if you have to, like, and it's okay with that friend. Like you're never made to feel bad. There's never any drama, never any, you know, that, that awful feeling in your tummy you get when there's that one friend you have to cancel on, you know, it's mm. going to be a big deal yeah. or you just are just sort of dreading having this conversation because you know, there'll be drama or, and it's like, we don't have time for that. Like mm. I, we have enough, I have enough good people in my life, like beautiful friends that um, it's only ever support cheerleading, you know, positive, mm. um, enjoyable, like what tra- what friendships should be mm. rather than those friendships you kind of hold on to because of the time that you've been friends or you feel like you need to maintain it and really it's it's causing more grief than it is causing joy. Yeah. And, but then how do you, you know, that's a whole other thing, like um, knowing when it's time to call it or like breaking up with friends, all that kind of stuff. Like mm. I'm also terrible at that. Like I'll just sort of tick it along or yeah. like, I don't know, like it can be really tricky. It can be really, really tricky. <laughs> Would you rather go without shampoo for the rest of your life or without toothpaste? (laughs) Well, let's go um, shampoo because we could use dry shampoo maybe. (laughs) But no, never be clean enough. No. Also, isn't like I used to love Batiste shampoo, but I feel like they've like come out to have like carcinogens and all this crap in them. I don't know. For me, it'd be, I I think it'd be toothpaste. Because like you could brush without toothpaste. And like if you really needed to mouthwash, and like, like use like charcoal? I don't know lemon juice or something, I don't know. Like I feel like there's there'd be ways. What do they used to use? Surely, yeah, yeah. But you could still brush your teeth. Yeah, you just wouldn't have the mintiness, and I, I think that would be fine. Both are bad, yeah. but but shampoo. I just I feel love like a fresh hair wash. Yeah, like and I, there's not an easy. You can't just use water. Or soap. 
Yeah. Use conditioner, but... Mm. Yeah, but then he's greasy all the time. No, yeah, definitely no toothpaste. That's true. What else have we got? Cheese. Ooh, current favourite reads. Out of your 12 books you read in Jan, mm. what was your fave? 12. <laughs> um, I think my favourite was The Bookbinder of Jericho mm-hmm. by uh, Pip Williams. So I actually read it in a day. <laughs> There was a day that it like bucketed down with rain and I was sure had gone back to work and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to sit on my couch and read. And I read it in a whole day Um, and it kind of ticks all the boxes for me. It's like historical fiction. It had like a strong female protagonist, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, really lovely, well-written, really great character development um, and just, you know, a little bit of like a romance love story in there but it's sort of set during the First World War and it's about a girl who – a set of twin sisters and they work in a book bindery and one of the sisters has um it's kind of not named in the book but you can kind of infer some sort of intellectual disability and her other sister sort of feels this responsibility to look after her but she has all these sort of lofty goals to go to university and sort of rise above her station and it's sort of that um kind of like a coming of age story in Mm. a way um and sort of how she sort of navigates that and learns to sort of let go and realize that her sister's going to be okay and that she can sort of Mm -hmm. chase after those things so yeah I thought it was really good highly recommend Mm -hmm. probably the only book I've completed within 2024 so far is uh the Thursday Murder Club which was our book club club book Mm. um did really enjoy it like it was what I would call put downable in that Mm. it wasn't like gripping but um, a lot of kind of giggle aloud moments and um, some fun characters and did enjoy that. Um, I need to up my reading game. <laughs> <laughs> I actually rec- I read the, um, Verity by Colleen Hoover mm. towards the end of last year and I have not really enjoyed Colleen Hoover, but I did. That hooked me. Like I read that in a couple of days and I'm a slow reader. Mm. Um, some people said it's really predictable and whatnot, but if you want a quick, easy read um, that's a little bit like oof, confronting um, at times, quite enjoyed that. Mm. oh this is nice how do you guys juggle so much I'm very impressed (laughs) oh (laughs) um I don't know we don't I feel like we don't juggle like a heap of stuff I feel like doing the podcast definitely takes a bit of juggling but Mm. we I don't know I think we do it pretty 50 50 sometimes there's weeks where Rach is more into it than other weeks that I am and I think I love that I think we compliment like there's sometimes times where you're flat out at work and like we need to do a social post and like then I generally have time and then the opposite happens where I'm mm. flat out and you have time. So, so far we've just managed to compliment each other and um, bounce off each other really well. Yeah. Um, and I think when we try and record, we try to batch record a little bit and do mm. sort of like two or three at a time. And weekends are good because like we normally have a bit of time. We'll have brekkie, you'll we'll have coffee um, and just spend like, you know, several hours working on it or whatever where you don't, where we're not rushed. Yeah. It's like sometimes we've done them in the evenings after work, but it's harder to do then because you're not as fresh and yeah. Yeah, Definitely. What are some topics that we want to cover? Ooh, well, next week, kids versus no kids. Yeah, that's Tune been in. one for a while. <laughs> I think it'd be great to do an episode um, about, uh, or with, with you, about growing up with your brother Mitch with mm. disability. I think that could be really interesting. Similarly with you about growing up in the country <laughs> and, and like homeschooling. <laughs> um, but yeah, we've got a, like a few. I guess we want to definitely do more in the sort of career mm-hmm. area. Um, maybe some more in like the money area, but mm. obviously we're not financial experts. So we <laughs> boundaries just is another have, one. Yeah, boundaries is another one. We've spoken about that before. So yeah, we've got a few in the pipeline, but I guess um, we'd love to hear from you. Yes. If there's any topics you'd like us to cover, send them through. Yes, absolutely. We've got a few more questions here. Um, what are you scared of? Drowning. <laughs> oh, really? Drowning, yeah. <laughs> or just being in any kind of small space that mm. fills up with water or runs out of air. Like yeah. really really cannot stand that. Like I can't ever watch Titanic again. I hate that movie. Yeah. Um, things like that. Um, yeah. 
I guess like losing loved ones is mm. like you're going to be a bit more like um, philosophical. Like that's probably like, yeah, something that you know, don't really, really like to think about. And mm. I think as you get older, things like your parents getting older and stuff, that's mm. scary. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you? I think just like death generally mm. or like like a violent death or like mm. being like, you know, the victim of any sort of oh, violence yeah, or something yeah. like that really freaks me out. But I think also small spaces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Not so much necessarily drowning, but the idea of being in a small space that, yeah, if it did fill up with water or lose air, like I definitely get mm. that. I, I have like claustrophobia. So I guess that as well. Mm. But yeah. What about spiders? Oh yeah. I'm not a fan <laughs> of spiders either. <laughs> yeah, the other night I was driving home from Tegan's. It was dark. Like it was nighttime. I stopped at traffic lights and this huntsman spider <gasps> crawled across my dashboard. The light was about to go green. I was like, oh gosh, what am I going to do? Like, I'm, not, I'm not that scared of spiders, but I don't want one crawling on me mm. while I'm trying to drive. I was like, can I just jump out of the car right now? There's cars all around me. Stop this traffic light. I'm like, no, I can't do that. Um, there was like a bag with my laptop and stuff on the seat next to me. And I just like grabbed that, ripped it up, emptied the contents and just like jammed it in there on top of the spider. I was like poking it down there. And I'm like, please stay there. And then I got home and I was like, Andrew, can I, can I have some help? Can you just oh, like deal like with that? that is like my <laughs> worst fear, the idea of that coming out by, like while I'm driving. I was just oh, lucky I'm not freaks that afraid. Me out. <laughs> freaks me out. What would your dream job be? And I guess related to this is sort of around like what are your like career goals? Oh, my gosh. This is a really hard one. I've never known what I want to do. Mm. And so like having a dream job. When I was a, like little kid, I wanted to be a vet. But mm. it was just because I wanted to work with animals. And I was like I wanted to be a zoo ki- zookeeper. Mm. And I was going to do like vet nursing. Kind of didn't ever go down the animal path. Um, you used to want to be like an actor or a singer. Like mm. to be like a you know famous movie star when I was little as well. Mm. I don't know. What do you want to you do i think i I don't know if it's like a specific vocation but i guess just like something that would give me like freedom financial freedom yeah but still give me purpose yeah because i I don't think i just want to be rich and just not do anything but like the idea and like flat out all the time with no life yeah yeah so it's kind of like just something that would allow me to live the life that i wanted to do but with a bit of freedom and i guess that kind of feeds into like my like a long-term career goal because like yeah i've always sort of wanted to like climb the corporate ladder so to speak and like sort of move up and that's still definitely a goal but I guess I, I want to do that to a point and then I would love to be able to go out and like work for myself yeah like whether that and be in like a consulting capacity or something like that so I guess that kind of would tick those boxes and that it would you know generally pays fairly well yeah. but at the same time you kind of have the free flexibility to sort of pick and choose and you can work from wherever and you're not sort of confined to a nine to five yeah. Monday to Friday in an office yeah. sort of job. I'm probably actually quite similar. And like, I think it's, it's doing, I guess just in general being successful. And I think mm. that probably comes back to fears as well. Like I don't want to waste my life. I want to do work that is meaningful and be successful in what I do. I guess mm. I have a fear of like failure in that regard. Um, and I'm sort of always stressing about like, what is my next move? What am I going to be doing? Am I doing enough? Mm. Is this, should I be somewhere else in my career at this level, like at this age? Um, but I don't know what necessarily the end goal is, but mm. I, yeah, success and purpose, I suppose. <laughs> Probably getting down to our last couple of questions. Mm, haven't we answered? So I saw one just before and now I've lost it. Where was it? Oh, no. Um, oh, my goodness. Oh, favourite restaurants in the CBD. What do you love in the city? We're talking Melbourne mm. here. I love Tipo um, mm. and Osteria Alaria. They're beautiful Italian restaurants. And 
Trattoria Emilia. They're like yeah. probably my three Italian restaurants in the city that I love. Yeah, I always love like a good Asian fusion. So mm. like Chin Chin is always a good favourite I for went me. recently, it wasn't that good anymore. I've had a few people say the Lucas Group has declined a little, there which is sad because I do really, love this. really, really sad. Um, it was still good, but just not like, yeah, super mm. normal I love. like yeah. Although last time I was there, I did see a rat run across the ceiling. So <gasps> super normal. Yeah, it was Ew. like in the floor above. So it wasn't like still. in the restaurant, but still it was a bit weird. Yes. Um, I guess, yeah, what are some other ones? Like, I, I do love like straight out of Saigon, which is just like a little small mm-hmm. Vietnamese place or like Ho Chi Mama, mm-hmm. some of I those places, rice, paper, scissors, those sort of places. are always good. That beautiful Indian one. You go and you get like a plate full of curries and they give you like, of, of, like all the different um, dishes and they give you refills. Oh, I'm um, not sure. Oh, I can't think of it. Anyway, we'll, really we'll, good. <laughs> we'll think of it and, and share it on our stories. Um, is home ownership the be-all, end-all? Houses are so spenny and I'm not sure I'll ever be able to buy one. Oh, that's a good question. Please tell me it's not the be-all and end-all because I don't own a home yet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it is because, yeah, I, I, I just think so long as you are investing your money in some capacity. Because also uh-huh. there's a lot of argument, like a lot of people in the personal finance world will kind of say that like – having your own home and owning a home isn't actually an investment, right? Because yeah. you gotta live you gotta live somewhere yep. and you need somewhere. So I think whether that's well, renting or whether that's owning Yeah, somewhere. yeah. So it's kind of like, well, you know, yeah. So I think it's it's an it's an I think for me, like we've we've bought a home and like for us it was important. Um and I'm glad that we've done that. But I think so long as yeah, you're doing something with your money beyond just leaving it in a bank account, obviously not a financial advisor. Hmm. But yeah, I don't think I don't think the only way to have like be financially secure is to own a home. Yeah, and I think diversification is really important. Mm-hmm. And I think there's plenty of people that invest like in the stock market, but don't believe in investing in property. Like, I, and some people purely property. Um, but like you said, I think it's you yeah. know it's you do tie up a lot of money when you Ooh. buy a house. Yeah, it's kind of scary. <laughs> so there, I guess one of our like, probably our last question. If you could, and I love this question. If you could go back in time, what would you tell your younger self? Oh, that's a good one. I think that I've sort of been reflecting a little bit on this lately around um, where I'm at, particularly with my health and fitness and my journey with like mm. body image um, and and just being active. Like I was mm. really not an active person. Like it was probably not until like mid-20s that I started properly exercising. Mm. Um, and I've done things in the last five years that – I never would have thought I would do. Even running a park run today would have blown my mind like 10 mm. years ago. And I think, um, I guess it's, you see those things around like being who you needed when you were younger. And mm. I think I'm loving through my um, uh, fitness coaching and stuff, like trying to be a really supportive and encouraging, I guess, trainer, mm. because I know how difficult it can be starting out um, and those insecurities and the things you battle even walking through the door. And I guess um, I'm trying to kind of, help people that would be my younger self and where they might be at um and I guess telling myself that you know um you can do it Mm. and like that that your little little decisions you make every day pay off Mm. but also it's probably around that um taking up space thing again I know I touched on that in one of our previous episodes but that it's okay to um to take up space and and be you and speak up and those types of things something I'm still working on but Mm. I think um, to have that confidence and back yourself. I mean, obviously it's a, you know, it's still something I'm working on, but um, I guess that kind of encouragement. Yeah, I think I would I would agree with a little bit of that. I think if I was to go back 
to my younger self, I'd probably be around and probably something I need to tell my current self mm. is just not to worry so much. Like, don't sweat the small stuff so mm. much. I think I just have that very like classic type A personality and it's just like I think I'm always just very focused on and very like highly perfectionist tendencies and that whole idea of like always worrying about other people, what other people are going to think and not necessarily doing some things that I perhaps would have wanted to, even down to like not wearing certain clothing because yes. I worry what other people, how other people are going to perceive it. And um, yeah, just trying not to worry so much about what other people think or just oh, yes. worry so much about every little thing as much. And just like something that's really resonated me with me recently is around, um, I can't remember where I saw it, probably on Instagram as with all profound things, <laughs> where all profound things are seen these days, which was around like worrying doesn't take away tomorrow's um, troubles or tomorrow's problems, tomorrow's but problems, it, just yeah. takes, it just takes away today's peace. Oh, so and true. I'm kind of like, I just, yeah, I'm trying to remember that a bit more. And I wish as a young, like in my earlier years, like through my teenage years and things, I didn't worry so much. Yes, yeah. I saw this thing and it was like, next time you're really stressing about a decision or about something that's going on in your life to write down every single thing that's worrying you and then cross out everything that you cannot control mm. in that list and then just worry about the things you can. Yeah. I mean, easier said than done, but what a nice way to approach yeah. things and just try and scrub out some of that unnecessary yeah. stress. And the other thing is around like, if it's not going to matter in five years, don't spend more than like five minutes oh, I like thinking that. about it, which it doesn't work all the time, but I guess, yeah, it's kind of that yeah, just trying to really put things in perspective a little mm-hmm. bit more and challenge some of those thoughts. Stepping back, looking at like the macro picture a little bit. I like yeah. to think about things in that regard, like, okay, in 10, 15, 20 years time, um, is this going to matter? Yeah. And would you be, when you're trying to make a decision about something, like what are you going to regret more? Yeah. You know, asking for that extra day off at work or missing this important thing for a yeah. family or a friend, like that kind of perspective, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. I reckon, um, last one, what are some things you do to take care of your mental health? Um, I think for me, it's around like, I think diet and exercise. I notice a big impact on like on my mental health if those things, I'm not making time for those things and not really prioritizing those things. Um, and I also think sleep is a big one for me. I'm not getting enough sleep or just, and also just spending way too much time on my phone Mm -hmm. is a really big thing. Like I, like doom scrolling is a real thing. Um, I also think for me recently, like, is, um, like taking control of my mental health Mm -hmm. and if noticing that it's not going the way it should be or the way I want it to be, like actively taking steps and seeking out help if Mm -hmm. needed around those things. So yeah, I think just trying to be a bit more diligent Mm -hmm. around routine and being, making a conscious effort to go, these things make me feel good, these things don't and trying to avoid the things that don't. Yeah, 100%. And I feel like as, um, you you start to notice what, what works, what doesn't Mm. and, so for me, huge routine, um, like I'm not tied to a routine, but in, when I say routine, I mean um, the little steps, the little actions I take every day that make me feel good. Yeah. So for me, it's usually like a food prep on the weekend uh, so that I've got my meals and my meal plan sorted for the week. I have the coach page that I work with who really helps keep me on track in that regard. And um, yeah, getting early nights because I have really early starts often mm-hmm. and like just prioritizing sleep. It's things like getting daily movement, trying to have a bit of a step goal each day just to mm-hmm. make sure I'm getting out and about, getting sunshine early in the day, um, not having too much caffeine. Um, like, yeah, have my coffee. I'll probably have one or two coffees a day totally. But, like, I, I'll if I overdo it, you, mm. know, you know, I you know, feel it. a bit anxious or um, things like that. Just, I guess, being a bit responsible with that kind of stuff. Um, and exercise movement is huge. Yeah. I know when I am um, don't get my sessions in that I've planned that I everything starts to slip for me. And I know – 
and I, I start to like, uh, I guess, snow, like snowballs a little bit or I spiral and I'm like, oh, I'm losing all my progress and stuff, which is ridiculous. And mm. I can then have to take that step back like we were just talking about with perspective. But I just know one or two days back um, following all these steps that I generally try and fit in mm. that I feel better. Yeah. And I think it's also, um, I guess, to relationships like – I'll notice, say, when Andrew and I haven't been able to spend a lot of time together, if our work schedules have been everywhere, um, that can, we can, you know, a little bit of tension can start to, to seep in or mm. you don't feel as close and all that kind yeah. of stuff. So things like prioritising time for us, mm-hmm. intentional time, like going mm-hmm. on a date night, um, mm-hmm. like the other day, um, it'd been a kind of rough week and we just went and we got like grilled burgers and went and saw a movie. Mm-hmm. And gosh, that just did so much for how I felt the next day. And yeah. Or if that day and the next few days and we just you just feel closer, you feel better, you've done something really fun. It was yeah. a comedy and like you, you laugh together and I think it's things like that and yeah, probably like less phone time also. That's been I've become a bit um slack with that, like yeah. scrolling before I sleep and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I think a good nighttime routine helps too. Yeah, definitely. And quality time is a big one. Mm. Well, on that note, we might leave it there, but thank you so much to everyone who sent through those questions. We didn't quite get to all of them, but yeah, it was just so great to to get them all from you. So keep them coming for future Q and A's. That's it. Thanks for coming and we'll see you next time. Bye. The Brunch Files would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the lands on which we live, meet, work and play, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging, and of course any First Nations peoples who may be listening today. This podcast is all about the adventures, stories and laughs of being a woman in her 30s. While we strive to entertain and share relatable experiences, please remember that our content is purely for fun and shouldn't be taken too seriously, and it's definitely not professional advice. Life is a wild ride and everyone's journey is unique. We believe that laughter is the best policy and we're just here to spread some joy.